we played with opportunity funds into a company like purple at 50 to 100 million or an academy between 50 and 100 million uh, or a slice also at that level and today they've all passed the unicorn mark for what it's worth and i'm judging the founders but then also i might have been fooling myself if i knew this for a fact but now i'm actually quite clear that all of them want to build these companies to lever the power of compound meaning they can still grow 10x from here so when you take the totality of that multiplier it's just an amazing journey Warren Buffett says my wealth has come from a combination of living in America some lucky genes and compound interest we all know warren buffet as one of the best investors and richest persons in the world with a net worth of over 100 billion dollars but do you know that nearly 98% of it accumulated after his 60th birthday morgan housel the author of the best selling book the psychology of money theorizes that if warren buffet started investing in his 30s like most of us and stopped in his 60s again like the rest of us his net worth would be less than 1% of what it is right now in other words the genius of warren buffet is not only that he picked multi baggers but because he stayed in the game of compounding for so long welcome to the second season of the bloom podcast i'm rohit i lead marketing at bloom and i'm your host today Our guests in the second season of the podcast exemplify compounding. These remarkable founders have dedicated their lives to building generational companies. Despite facing numerous challenges, setbacks and near death situations, they have persevered, always believing that there is something more to be done. With their unwavering determination, they have compounded their ideas and resources into multi-billion dollar enterprises but instead of talking about their valuations in this podcast we talk to them about tales of courage anecdotes of resilience and of course the stories of compounding today we talk to kartik reddy co-founder and managing partner of bloom ventures and the host of the second season of the bloom podcast kartik last year the theme was ex unicorns this year we are talking about the power of compounding so is it a shift from ex unicorns is it more of the same and what is your inspiration behind the power of compounding thanks rohit you know it was as you know the the annual podcast theme kind of slowly emerges out of the womb of what we come together to put a sort of a an idea behind bloom day every year and uh, that's been the way we've progressed this and if you see the bloom day t-shirt this year it's you know form is temporary class is permanent which is a way of saying that when you build long term sustainable organizations that's when you're deemed remarkably sort of memorable and world class and long term and um what we see in the venture world is a lot of celebration of fleeting milestones which may or may not survive and it comes from this uh, underlying thought of the fact that to to be able to build with some degree of attempted permanency you need to be able to 
compound value for all stakeholders. It's not about valuation and it's not about investment, what it returns to the investors, but it's also about how it compounds in terms of in uh, its you know its recall to customers, its uh, its uh, value to every person who's built that company along the way, the team, uh, and and so that I think was the motivation when we got the podcast kickstarted. So primarily, my motivation, if you look at, we'll come to who are the guests, etc. But when you look at what I was attempting here, I wanted the narrative to shift away to a new set of role models. So if you look at our mainstream media and what we've been tom-toming in the venture world for the last decade or so, uh, we've been constrained by, you know, playing who gets fastest to sort of, you know, unicorn stage. And that is not the true test of whether these survive and become very large companies. Uh, ones, ones that have been built, I think the idea of showcasing these companies in, a, in the Power of Compounding series is that they might have been built slowly, but founders didn't build for valuation. They built for sustainability. They built for profitability. Um, it's a, a lot of the time, all of that is a very non-sexy venture narrative. Right? But that's the thing. It's only seemingly. I think the biggest of venture paradoxes, actually, is that the entire ecosystem earns its stripes by sort of claiming trophies around such legendary companies uh, or having their portfolios acquired by them. And those are the companies that have compounded the longest. Right. And it's not by the by the ones that come and go in three or four years. And such outcomes have to compound dramatically post the seven, 10 year mark, sometimes longer. So to actually draw a very objective delineation between X unicorns and compounding, X unicorns was the tough, arduous route through the first 10 years. Power of compounding stories were picked for the possibilities of the scale past 10 years. And, you know, that I think is fundamentally what we're trying to bring out this year. Amazing, Karthik. Amazing. Double-clicking on compounding, uh, we have all learned about compound interest and compounding in school. But still, many, if not most of us, struggle to grasp the true power of compounding. Why do you think compounding is such a difficult concept to understand? And uh, what could help people understand it better? So, you know, you, uh, you opened your introduction with uh, Warren Buffett's quote. and he is also attributed, whether other people said it or more or equally, he's also attributed for having called compounding the eighth wonder of the world. And it's uh, because, as you said, he has seen the power of it. He has seen what it can do for wealth creation. And eventually he reached a point where he started funneling that capital back towards uh, charitable or uh, societal impact causes, right? Along with Bill Gates, etc. So I think. What people don't realize is it is a luxury. So at one level, it's a luxury. You compound when you have philosophically the ability to think through very long-term objectives, being very missionary in your objective and, and not worrying about short-term goals. And 95, 98% of the world is not crazy enough to ignore the short-term you know, needs of you know, daily life and daily travails, right? And so... Compounding doesn't happen if you think short term. Like it's it's like how uh, if you look at your fixed deposit in the bank and you invest in one uh, five years reinvesting your interest every three months versus taking out the interest every three months, the very very different numbers at the end of five years. And that's when it's a very small compounding formula, 
so it's not about it's not about the formula but it is for it to multiply the application of capital internal more than even external it has to hum in cruise control it's not about like taking capital and spending it to reach a certain uh, steady state it's actually how you've made that steady state possible after which is when the effects of compounding kick in and most people don't make it to steady state that's why it's so difficult right even when it comes to discipline around health and you know savings and these are the other things that compound right it's like it's easy to say yoga is good for you but like how many people will actually do it you know years at a stretch and people want like one year or one quarter outcomes you're not going to get much right and so anything which is i think long term good by definition compounds in my view at least and so when if you want to hit that cruise control mode of compounding from an organizational standpoint i think you need to have an incredibly stable well established culture you need to have incredibly stable organizations processes teams and you got to have customer love and you know you've hit that point when you have what i believe are cash cow products which means you know people could all go to sleep for a few weeks and everything will just hum along that is a uh, most people think it's a mythical end state i actually believe that compounding is a more achievable end state than the mythical unicorn so you know so i would aspire to drive most of my founders that i partner with to the compounding journey not the unicorn journey got it got it and karthik you know on the same train of thought um, in fact let me flip the question if you look at last 4 or 5 years uh, for every company you look at which displays some power of compounding there are some of the other companies uh, which sort of have become much mm. larger and have grown much faster in a very short span of time yep you see this going against the narrative of compounding or what are your views on that no i think um, i've been a part of like a bunch of whatsapp groups where these debates are happening right for the last 2 years uh where we write in spending burning through as much capital as we did yesterday i was speaking to a very seasoned second time founder and everyone admits we just spent way too much money to get the business to where it was so i think the circumstances you can't like build it's not not you can't it's very difficult to build in isolation ignoring all external circumstances right so i think circumstances of there's classic cycles of fear and greed we've had we've had like a incredibly long run of the greed cycle before the pause has come with the fear fear hiccup at this juncture and as a result short term memory because that's what all humans are good at points to the fact that we have celebrated you know these uh, power law of venture investing yielded by short term unicorn formation rather than long term power of compounding outcomes and i think if you go back 7 8 cycles like you, like in the us I, i think you'll find this to be a false narrative and you have to measure it over a longer period of time i i think it's uh, we're taking a very ad hoc short term sort of slice of time and trying to extrapolate these conclusions from them so i think it is possible so don't get me wrong it is possible that market situations in terms of capital availability a genius of an entrepreneur you know market changes regulatory changes etc create that rapid increase in valuation which could be legitimate i'm not saying all of it is fake right you can legitimately have a shot of like taking off but 
my sort of answer to that is in the in the proverbial hair versus tortoise race story who cares who's at the you know who's leading at when 25% of the race is done or 50% of the race is done. we only care about end outcomes both the entrepreneur and me as the investor so if the debate is about again which path to take there is no doubt in my mind great example karthik regarding the hair and the tortoise you touched upon this briefly because you spoke about the power of compounding and the power of venture we've all heard about the power of venture and we've all read books on that what would be interesting to understand is do you think there is also a power law of compounding in the venture ecosystem and does it play in some different ways or does it play in the same way so i think there is it's been difficult to exhibit for both ends of the private equity spectrum for an early stage venture capitalist you start very early in the journey and the establishment of the various foundational pillars for compounding takes so long that when the compounding journey is beginning you're actually out of the door you've cashed in you're this pressure there's pressure to show returns you're raising your not just the next fund but the fund after your lps are saying why haven't you given the money back and so you actually selling short i would argue right and uh, not playing the long game on the private equity side i think they're there for more consistent shorter duration sort of appreciation in value they're not playing the 10 year 12 year games they're only playing the 3 year 5 year games right if you look at most private equity term sheets they will say that i want an exit in 5 years as at least for what it's worth will say 7 8 years so all the stories that you know we have some of them which are being featured in the podcast are all stories pre 2010 or non vc funded so i think there is no law on the power of compounding since vc terminates too early takes its gains too early and private equity folks play for too short a period of time and even if it compounds at 25 percent, uh it is very attractive but it can only grow 3 4x not like 10 20x because they've come at a stable stable state you know i'll give you one personal anecdote like my still conversation that i have with lps i say that the idealistic end state that i would want for a bloom is to have like the core activity that we do which is early stage investing you model that for like a 3 year period and see what you can get out of it in 10 years i get that i don't think that can change because you have to show money back at some point but you know by the 7th 8th 9th year you start getting a feel for what can actually play out in the power law of compound so for example we played with opportunity funds into a company like purple at 50 to 100 million or an academy between 50 and 100 million uh, or a slice also at that level and today they've all passed the unicorn mark for what it's worth and i'm judging the founders but then also i might have been fooling myself if i knew this for a fact but now i'm actually quite clear that all of them want to build these companies to lever the power of compound meaning they can still grow 10x from here so when you take the totality of that multiplier it's just an amazing journey yeah but my time's run out what do i do so i used to tell lps that i have this dream of reaching a point where we've returned enough capital that you allow us to keep the gains to run a perpetuity fund mm-hmm. so it's an evergreen fund so i tell founders this as well they say how come you're not selling like a lot of people are selling how come you're holding for much longer how come you're rotating your capital 
is i'm waiting for the damn power of compounding right and i think it's coming right it's almost there so i'm tempted and more importantly you know as long as you believe you're coming to work and have confidence in your own ability to compound at 20 25% i want to be in on the journey it's the cheapest ride you can get you've been there for 10 years done all the hard work correct founders put everything in place that's why i said machine is humming why would you want to get out right and so i would say i want this perpetuity vehicle eventually in my state so i'm just saying you know i want to i i do believe that's the only way you can lever hmm. the end state of like both right uh, the power law of venture yeah. which creates those freak outcomes but then also takes the very best ones so karthik switching gears uh, coming to the second season of the bloom podcast uh, we've spoken to a fair number of guests would be interesting to understand what are some of the themes around compounding that you heard from our guests uh, would which really resonated with you and which you really loved there are some learnings there are some expectations the longest journey we're going to record is someone who's close to 50 years in this journey of compounding yes and the shortest is a little over 10 years right which is uh, lenscart and and i think the idea was to show a range of different businesses idea was to show a range of different styles the idea was to show a few technology businesses a few seemingly non sexy non tech businesses um uh, and yet extract the idea that themes the behavior the principles that are about the same yes with such diversity in styles and you know this is where entrepreneurs falter they the best ones know that there's nothing like copying mm. it's your own destiny you, you know you take uh, pages out of other people's playbooks here and there and adapt them to your strengths of course mm. but every journey looks like ridiculously unique at one level but there are always common patterns so i think what is not surprise me is that element because i've had a strong belief that that's what uh, entrepreneurial journeys are about and um which is the individual stick in their pursuits but they have common principles that have to fall in place for this kind of massive compounding to happen there's no way to judge or test that by the way in the fifth or sixth year of the business however hard you try how much ever you grill how because they haven't reached that point correct still burning capital still establishing sort of the uh, gravitas of an organization that can build for another 10 15 years but once it's reached a point you start seeing these remarkable similarities and uh, that's been that's been kind of the uh, biggest takeaway for me that it validates that thinking and i want more entrepreneurs and our audiences to understand that that's what it truly truly takes not like a cool idea that may or may not last you know 3 4 years from now or be relevant for both the customers or for the you know the market as a whole in 3 4 years because those are those are fine i mean there's nothing nothing to shun any form of entrepreneurship but like i have a personal bias as i said towards the folks who want to long term compound and i'm constantly looking for what kind of triggers fall in place and from the entrepreneurs i'm giving them enough cues to take away from a new set of role models and for the venture capitalists i'm asking them to index only on such founders they are the ones which will make us all proud as a indian ecosystem which has delivered at scale not the so what if you have thousands and they're all dying it's like every else everywhere else in the world but like who remembers them after the second year nobody um so and if you're looking for the characteristics i do firmly believe these are the characteristics 
that you need uh, to build legendary companies. So I'm just trying to extract them. I, I want the audience to, I don't want to profess what they are. I want them to be able to imbibe them from each one of our guests. Great. Thanks, Karthik. Uh, lots of good points in this conversation. Uh, getting inside the mind of uh, VC from a power of compounding perspective, understanding why uh, we're indexing the entire season on a core thought and what uh, the audience can expect uh, when our guests' episodes start rolling out. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, we have also dropped our first episode. Please continue in the playlist and listen to it now. Thank you.